You have tuned in to The Whore You Know, a podcast sharing sex worker stories, opinions, and ideas told from a whore perspective, reflecting on the complexities of our professional, personal, and political experiences as they relate to the esotericism of our work. My name is Zephyr, I'm the creator of this podcast, and I'll be kicking off season one with a series of true stories from the beginning of my stripping career, when I struggled to manage my reactions and anger while handling conflicts with clients and management. I tell these stories including all the juicy details and tie it in with the lessons learned in the end. I have these experiences to attribute to the wiser version of myself that is recalling these accounts of outrage. I'm going to start off this recording with a trigger warning for drug use, sexual assault, and violence. Good evening, whores. I'm going to tell you a story today about when I beat up a customer in a lap dance booth. There were these two customers who used to come into the club that I worked in. Let's call them Brad and Alan. Brad and Alan had a sort of business relationship that I never cared to understand. All I cared about was that Brad was an asshole and Alan liked to spend money. Alan loved to get a very expensive private room with champagne and he loved to just make the strippers happy. Brad, on the other hand, thought that he was too hot and too amazing to even need to give strippers money. He thought that he was above that. So naturally, I would gravitate towards Alan and pretty much ignore Brad. I would, you know, be nice enough to him considering that he was in some sort of business relationship with Brad and I didn't want to kill the vibe or anything. But normally, when I would see Alan... I would just focus on talking to him. Brad and Alan would come to the strip club on a Wednesday about once every month or so. So after seeing these customers come in together several times, Brad came into the strip club alone, and it happened to be a day where the strip club was extra dead. I literally had nobody else to talk to, so I thought... I might as well try to squeeze a lap dance or two out of this asshole. And so I walked up to him and he, of course, immediately demands that I sit on his lap and I say, well, how about you buy me a drink first, Brad? And so he does that. He buys me a drink. And when he comes back with my drink, he he demands that I sit on his lap. And so I did, you know, I feel like I made a deal. So I sat in his lap and he pulls the front of my underwear forward and looks at my pubic hair and says, wow, prickly. This was Brad's first offense of the night, first offense of many. So as we're sitting there drinking, I bring up the idea of a lap dance because from what I knew about Brad, he was way too cheap to buy a room and thought that he was way too good for it. And apparently he also thought he was way too good for a lap dance. So I said, well, 
why am I talking to you then if you're not even going to buy a lap dance? And he says, well, I might, but there's no other customers in here, so you might as well just talk to me since you have no other choice. I found it to be particularly disgusting that he was getting off on the fact that I had no other options but to talk to him. But then again, I did have other options. I could have sat in the corner on my phone. I could have sat on my phone in the dressing room. I could have smoked a cigarette alone in the smoking lounge. There's a number of things that I could have done that weren't sitting on Brad's lap and having a drink with him, listening to him talk about how he's way too attractive and way too good to purchase any of my services. But bills were due, so I did what was necessary for my financial situation and continued to talk to Brad. And since Brad decided that he was going to be annoying, I decided that I too would be annoying and relentlessly harp on the idea of getting a lap dance. And eventually, Brad begrudgingly agreed to get a lap dance with me, and I begrudgingly took him upstairs with me. As soon as we start the lap dance, Brad unhooks my bra, and so I stand up, I hook my bra back up, and I say, what the fuck are you doing? And he says, what? It's not topless? To which I reply, no, it's not topless, hooking my bra back up and trying to restart the dance. And he says, well, I don't want this dance. What am I paying for then? I want my money back. And I said, look, you can't get your money back. You might as well just enjoy the dance. And he says, I don't want to enjoy this dance. I want my money back. And I said, if you would like me to get a hospitality person to verify that the lap dances are not topless and that if you want a topless experience, you have to go to our private rooms, I can do that for you. And he says, no, I don't need that. I just want my money back. And I said, well, clearly it's an issue, so I'm going to go get a hospitality person. So I go get a hospitality person who verifies to Brad, yes, Brad, the lap dance is not topless. There seemed to be no other issue, so the hospitality person walked away, and I then resumed Brad's non-refundable dance. And admittedly, I'm giving a half-assed dance to him because I just don't fucking care at this point. And Brad just gets really disrespectful and he says, this is the worst lap dance I've ever gotten. What are you doing? Are you even trying? And then he just starts groping my boobs just, just a lot. And it's, it's really bothering me. Normally, there's supposed to be someone walking around the lap dance area telling customers to not grab the dancer's boobs, but there wasn't somebody doing that at that moment or that day or whatever, and I had to take matters into my own hands, so I informed Brad that it was a club rule that you cannot touch boobs during the lap dances, and that was again a thing that you would have to go into a VIP room to do. And you already guessed it. This upset Brad even more. He continued to rant about how this was such a horrible experience for him. And I told him that if he wanted me to just end the lap dance now, that I could, but that the lap dance is still not refundable. And he said, well, you might as well keep going. So I did keep going because I felt like I had 
no other choice but to keep going. And I stood up on the chair so that I was standing above him with my ass turned to his face and was just shaking my butt in his face because I didn't really feel like he deserved for me to grind on him anymore. And frankly, I didn't want to look at his stupid fucking face. But while I'm in this position, Brad puts his hands inside of my underwear and grabs my vagina. And I tell him, don't do that again or there's going to be an issue. I'm getting very upset. And within seconds later, like a toddler, he does it again. I thrusted my hips backwards to hit my bony ass on his face and my ass broke his glasses. (laughs) And remember, I was standing above him and on this shift, I was wearing nine-inch heels. So I moved my foot and took the platform of my shoe and kicked him in the balls as hard as I could. And then I took the spike of my heel and I grinded it into his fucking dick. Just fucking like grinded and twisted and just, ugh. He was incapacitated at this point. (laughs) He could barely move. He was in so much pain. So I straddled him and just started repeatedly punching him in the face. And at this point, a dancer in the lap dance booth across from me stands up and says, Daphne, no. Daphne's what I went by at that time. And uh, somebody alerted somebody and the hospitality person who had been there earlier comes running up and my arms are just flailing like crazy because I'm still trying to hit Brad in the face repeatedly and the hospitality person is trying to like yank me off of him and I'm flailing my arms so much that I knock the hospitality person's glasses right off his face and just keep going and keep going At some point amidst this chaos, I had a moment of clarity that I was doing things that might jeopardize my ability to work at this club ever again. So I stood up off of Brad's lap and I started crying. I weaponized my woman tears against this man while he said, she assaulted me. He's screaming. She assaulted me. I'm going to call the cops. And I laughed at him at this point. I almost stopped crying, but I was sort of, I was crying and laughing at the same time. And I said, go ahead and call the cops because they're going to laugh at you when you tell them that a stripper beat the shit out of you, you fucking idiot. And the hospitality person, he says, Daphne, let me handle this. And so I went into the dressing room and proceeded to just cry in the dressing room, tell a bunch of dancers in there that I was going to lose my job, that I just beat the ever-living fuck out of this customer and that they're totally going to fire me. And I was so fucking nervous, so fucking anxious. To my surprise, I did not lose my job. The managers rolled back the tape and noticed that Brad had sexually assaulted me repeatedly and that I was just simply defending myself. However, they told me that next time something like that happens to come to them instead of taking manners into my own hands because who knows how crazy Brad could have been and if he would have hurt me worse than I hurt him. 
I could respect that advice for sure. And honestly, I was shocked that the managers were doing the bare minimum by letting me keep my job. Now, they could have gone above and beyond and banned Brad from the club. But money is thicker than talent, and since Brad's friend Alan spent so much money in the club, the club figured that if they were to ban Brad, that Alan would never come back. Which I guess, I don't know. (laughs) I guess that's kind of fair, but at the same time, what about my safety? So a couple things here. Uh, I was doing a lot of cocaine at this time, And I was also drinking a lot of tequila to attempt to balance out the effects of the cocaine. This was the second club that I had worked in, and I had already demonstrated my propensity for violence in many ways before this incident. So that's part of why I was so surprised that I didn't get fired. This was a time in my dancing career where I would simply smack customers in the face while I was on stage just because they weren't tipping me. I mean, of course it's rude for somebody to be sitting at the stage and not tipping. It's really fucking rude, but should I be slapping them? Probably not. (laughs) Do they deserve to be slapped? Yeah, definitely. So is violence the answer at the club? I'm leaning towards no. I think that's the one wise thing that the managers at that club ever said to me, that if I'm violent towards customers, they can retaliate. And not too long after this, I did have an incident where a customer retaliated. And that was a very unsafe, very scary situation for me. The other thing is, as dancers, it's our job to be creating a fun, relaxing, and sexy environment. And most of the time, unless a customer was immediately spending a shit ton of money, I was doing anything but that. I had developed a reputation for being reactionary, being violent, either yelling at or hitting or berating customers. It just kind of was a common occurrence for me. And I feel like I started to realize at some point that if I were to continue to do that, that I might be fucking with other dancers' money. I'm not worried about the club's reputation. I'm not worried about how much money the owner's making or how much money the managers are making. But if I'm creating a reputation in the club that dancers here are going to slap you in the face or yell at you or berate you, then customers might not want to come into the club anymore. Obviously, not all of the responsibility falls on me, and I'm not responsible for the entire reputation of the club, but, you know, younger dancers could be seeing me behaving this way and mimic that behavior. I'm I'm setting a precedent that, like, I think this is okay, and at the end of the day, it's just not okay, and it's just not safe. I don't recommend behaving in this way. I do believe that a lot of men who come into the strip club deserve to be hit. They deserve for us to tell them about themselves. But in no way 
do either of those things serve me? It wouldn't serve you to do it either. I promise you that. I feel like a big takeaway here is that it's really important in this industry to develop thick skin. Customers are going to constantly do irritating shit. And if I constantly let them get a rise out of me, it's not good for my bag and it's not good for anybody around me. I had to learn when customers do things like sit at the stage and not tip or make a nasty comment to me and not tip to let it roll off my back. Of course, it's a whole other thing if you're unsafe and you're being sexually assaulted. But truly, the safest thing to do in that situation is to grab a hospitality member, grab a security person, whatever your club has to make sure that you're safe. That's not to say that every club takes safety seriously, and that's a huge issue in this industry. I think that there are probably more productive outlets to manage our anger for issues in the industry. For example, shout out to at stripper strike noho on Instagram. There are a group of strippers picketing outside of Star Garden, a club in North Hollywood, California, and they are picketing to demand that the club take their safety more seriously because two dancers recently were let go for bringing up safety concerns to management. That shouldn't be the case at all. Dancers' safety should absolutely be prioritized in the club so much that there are people who their whole job is to make sure that dancers are safe and that if there is an issue, that they will come to the rescue. A lot of us dancers are traumatized because a lot of us have worked in clubs where this isn't the case. A lot of us have had life experiences where we feel unsafe and nobody's there to back us up. While I've developed thicker skin, I'm still very angry. I'm very angry that our safety is not prioritized. I'm very angry that my managers told me that if something like that happens, just go get somebody. Well, why wasn't somebody right there already? Because somebody's supposed to be right there. Where was that person? Why weren't they right there? Normally, we have security and hospitality. That night, we didn't have security. We only had hospitality. And see, that's an issue. And I think that these issues need to be talked about. I love what Stripper Strike NoHo is doing. This is amazing that this is being talked about because me beating up a stupid ass customer, that has no impact. But what these strippers are doing, this has a huge impact. This is making waves. They've been on BuzzFeed twice. Their Instagram following continues to grow. Many customers are not crossing their picket line. They're really out here doing the work. And I love to see it. Be angry, but be angry in a way that doesn't compromise your safety. And be angry in a way that's productive. And remember... That we, sex workers, we are all stronger together. So let's fight these issues together. 
And that wraps up episode two of The Whore You Know. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Zephyr. I am the creator of this podcast. And I'm expecting to post podcasts at least once per month, maybe sometimes twice a month. And if you would like access to more content, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel or follow me on Instagram. And those links will be in the description as well as the about section of my Patreon page.